Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Subsides. McFarland's always there for their community. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I'm sure a bunch of you are waking up this morning feeling like you took a step backwards as far as weather is concerned. It's five minutes after five o'clock on this Monday, April the 13th. But I'll tell you what, it probably looks like March the 13th for a lot of folks that are north of Madison. Snowfall came in yesterday afternoon into the evening hours and still lingers today. Uh, For today, it's going to be another windy, wintry looking mix out there. 39 are expected high. Tonight we'll get down to 25. Tomorrow, clouds around, but still not much warmer. 39 are expected high. Wednesday, we go to 41. Thursday, we're up to 45. We'll have to find out about the precipitation possibilities. Stu Muck will bring us those details in about 15 minutes. Also up before 6 o'clock, what can you do as a consumer to support our Wisconsin dairy farmers. We're talking about that with Adam Brock from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin before we hit 6 o'clock. Plus, we're also talking about what they're doing behind the scenes representing Wisconsin dairy farmers to try to get this supply chain back to more normal, if you can say that, in a COVID situation. He's our guest before 6. Compier Financial has always been there for our clients and communities in any situation, and our support continues today. Whether it's providing financial services to our local farmers or responding to the funding needs of our community partners, we're here to help. To learn more, give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compeer.com today. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Wisconsin's number one farm insurer can protect your dairy operation from unexpected declines in revenue from milk sales. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more or talk to your local agent about how dairy revenue protection can fit into your risk management plan. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success. Like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. The images were stark last week when Josh Scramlin presented the picture for us of a west or east central Wisconsin farmer dumping milk. I'm Scott Schultz. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Josh, those pictures were stark and they were shocking for a lot of people. And I'm guessing they're still echoing around the countryside. Oh, without a doubt, Scott, Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The milk dumping situation here in Wisconsin was something that caught the attention of a lot of people. Some were 
angry, some were confused, some just wanted to help. And as the situation changes by the minute, I thought it would be a good idea to catch up once again with Ryan Elby of Golden E Dairy in West Bend. They're a 2,400 cow operation that was asked to start dumping milk on March 31st. At the time I talked to them, they dumped close to a million pounds. Ryan said it might even be over a million pounds. And I asked Ryan in the midst of all this, why did he feel like it was so important to get the word out about this story? Uh, by the way, Josh, it's a, it is definitely a fluid situation. It, it's ever-changing, but it's very important to get the story out there. People need to realize that there is a product being wasted and being dumped down the drain, especially when um, people really need it. Yeah, and, and how crazy have things been for you ever since you came forward and you let people know that this was happening? There's been a lot of attention on your farm. Man, yeah, a lot of attention, a lot of attention, um, good and bad. Um, it's very good that we're getting the word out there, but there is a huge uproar from the public that we are dumping milk uh, people reaching out to me. I'm not sure how people got my personal cell phone number, but there's nonprofit organizations reaching out, pleading for milk from across the country. And uh, that is out of my hands. Um, I can't just take a 7,000-gallon tanker load of milk to a food pantry and say, here you go. Um, but it is a raw milk product. Really? You, that, that is fascinating. You've, like, what states have you been getting uh, calls from, if you can remember? Uh, Florida, Missouri, um, Tennessee, and I know there is also milk being dumped in those states. I've seen it on the news as well, so it's very surprising to me. And the amount of people from across the globe that are reaching out with um, ideas on how to produce uh, powdered milk, uh, homemade yogurt, um, hard cheese. Uh, the gentleman from Russia contacted me on how to make hard cheese. A um, lot of ideas, but Unfortunately, this situation is out of my hands. Um, I got the order to dump milk, and the people that are paying for that milk be to be dumped, um, I have to abide by that. So, Ryan, think about even just towards the end of last week. When we first talked, uh, I, think, I think I was one of the first people that you did an interview with, if not the first. And did you ever expect that any of this would happen when you were first talking to me? Um, on the publicity standpoint or the, um, the, the attention, yes, the, attention. the amount of attention, the amount of attention is very surprising. I am glad that that many people care, um, that we are dumping milk and that that many care, people care about the dairy industry. A lot of people, uh, sending prayers and, uh, words of hope. And, um, I greatly appreciate it. Now, explain to people, because as you said, even on, you, you've been getting a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts and ideas, and that's great. We've been seeing the exact same thing on, on our website and our Facebook page. Explain why you really don't have any other choice but to dump milk, because it's not as though you want to do this. Right. I definitely don't want to be doing this. Um, I would love to be donating the milk, to be making it in other products. You know, A lot of people make cheese, um, take it to a cheese plant. They need to realize that cheese plant already has farmers taking their milk there. I can't. I can't also take my milk there. That would affect the farmers that have been taking their milk there for the past X amount of years. And I'd love to donate it to food pantries. That would be great, but it is a raw product. I can't just pull a truck up to the food pantry and say, here you go. Um, the milk has to be pasteurized and bottled and handled appropriately. And hopefully... Uh, the government will step in. The USDA will begin purchasing this milk. It'll be pasteurized, processed, and then it can be distributed to food pantries in the proper way. 
Yeah, I know we're all sure hoping that the USDA does step in. I know the state of Wisconsin is doing everything that they can, and all the ag organizations are doing everything they can on that front. Uh, might as well tell people what day we're talking. We are talking, it is Monday, April 6th, right now, as this conversation is being recorded. How much have you dumped as of right now? Uh, we've dumped about roughly over 125,000 gallons of milk on my family's dairy farm. Wow. Is there really any end in sight? I know initially Dairy Farmers of America did say the end would be on April 6th. Is that still the case? Um, as of right now, it sounds like that's the case. Uh, there hasn't been any word back from anyone at this point. It is early Monday morning, like you said. Hopefully we'll hear by this afternoon to see what, what the plan is, what the future holds. Okay. Well, we'll certainly be in touch if that does happen. Uh, how's your dad holding up through all of this? I know he was having a tough time with this. Yeah. Well, it seems like we've just kind of accepted what's going on, and we've stopped, uh, how do I say, soaking in the moment. We're just letting it, it's just it's just happening. There's nothing we can do about it. We've accepted it, and we're just going to keep doing what, we're, what we do every day, like this isn't happening, but it is. Yeah, and then going back to Dairy Farmers of America, what has your communication been like with them throughout this entire process? Uh, it was a very open line of communication in the beginning. I believe it still is. It's just that there's no news at this time. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe if there was, they would be sharing it with us. Um, and I am happy to work with them, even though this is a terrible situation. Yeah. Have you heard anything from other DFA farms? I'm not sure exactly who is in the DFA uh, process, but have you heard anything else from other DFA farmers? Nothing new, Josh. Just, just that they are also dumping milk. There are other people out there. You know, we're not the only farm. This is a nationwide situation. Of course. And then just a couple more questions before I let you go. The first one, the biggest issue that I think people are having is that farmers are having to dump milk, but yet you go to the grocery store, and grocery stores are limiting purchases of dairy products. As a dairy farmer, how, how exactly do you look at that situation? How does it make you feel? That's, that's extremely upsetting. Uh, I know that our closest convenience store about a mile down the road they are not limiting milk, but they, they, I went and got an issue, the journal Sentinel, when we, our story was in there, and they had no milk on the shelf. It four gallons of 1%, and the, and the lady at the counter said, I cannot believe that farmers are dumping milk, and we, we cannot get milk right now. I don't know the situation in that particular store. The lady was beside herself that farmers are dumping milk, and they couldn't, they couldn't stock their own shelves. Yeah, I think that was kind of one of the sticking points that people were angry about when, when we first broke this story. And then finally, before I let you go, Ryan, has this process made you guys a, a closer family, a stronger dairy farm? Uh, of course it will. We're going to remember this forever. Hopefully this is the last time this will ever happen. But we're always going to have this in the back of our mind, and we're going to learn, we're going to learn from this hardship. All right, Ryan Elby of Golden E Dairy Farm in West Bend, Wisconsin. Ryan, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, the pleasure's all mine, and again, like I said before, all of us here at the Midwest Farm Report, me, Pam, Caitlin, everyone, we just want to send our support to you in this difficult time, and uh, don't forget, MidwestFarmReport.com is where you can go for continuing COVID-19 updates and how it relates to Wisconsin agriculture. Again, MidwestFarmReport.com, the information is changing so rapidly, we can't possibly get it all on the radio at once, so, so anything that we can't get on the radio, we've been putting on our website. Website. Again, that's MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Josh Scramlin.
This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Gear up for spring with help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Right now, save $100 on a 25-gallon tow-behind ATV sprayer from Fimco, just $369.99. Eliminate weeds with Amin 402 4D herbicide concentrate. Ideal for fence rows, industrial sites, and drainage ditches. It's $16.99 a gallon. Or pick up liquid weed and feed from PBI Gordon. Two and a half gallons, just $39.99. Rewards members save an extra three bucks. Receive a $100 Blaine's Farm and Fleet gift card with the purchase of a 48, 60, or 72-inch gear drive rotary tiller from King Cutter. Stock up on 12.5 gauge two-point red brand barbed wire, just $65.99 after mail-in rebate. And save $25 on a 20-piece ratcheting wrench set from Apex. On sale, $49.99. Plus, buy online and pick your items up in our drive-thru. You won't even have to get out of your car. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. As our community deals with the current situation, Midwest Family Madison is committed to keeping you informed. Here's a few updates that we've received from local businesses and service providers. The Maple Tree Supper Club in McFarland is open for dinner takeout with daily specials, fish, ribs, roasted chicken, dinners, and more. The full menu is on their website at mapletreesupperclub.com. Stanga Law Offices are open during this challenging time. Visit them online for a free consultation, even a video consult at stangalaw.com. Hi, these three locations are doing their best to keep their shelves stocked for the community for all their needs and wants. They're open every day. Check store hours at high-v.com. If you have an update to add, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com, leave a message, and we'll get the word out. The best way to prevent the spread of disease is to avoid being exposed in the first place. Practice social distancing. Stay six feet away from others and away from gatherings of 10 or more. For more information about coronavirus and how our community is responding, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com. You could go to Chicago to hear about the Board of Trade, but isn't it easier to listen to Pam Yonke? This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Uh, Cotton-picking rubber gloves getting my way trying to get things done this morning. 519, how are you? Tell you what, you're going to need gloves again this morning. I'm not talking about the rubber kind, but if you're going to be outside doing anything, it's uh, right back to looking like winter around a lot of Wisconsin. Let's talk about it with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. So, uh, yeah, you said one of the challenges you had this morning, trying to get snowfall totals. I just put up a video on my Facebook page over the weekend of the Wysocki Farms folks that were up and going and rolling, planting potatoes. They figured they'd have 2,000 acres done by Easter Sunday. And uh, then A.J. Bussin, the fellow that sent it to me, said, my only concern is the weather coming in, I'd rather have snow on top than, you know, like sub-zero and and bare ground. Did the Central Sands get the covering snow that they were hoping for? And there's my problem. I'm not finding a lot of those reports yet this morning. I mean, a half inch of snow at Reedsburg, I see that much. And a little dusting over here in the Fond du Lac area. The one I did found that shocked me, Hennepin County. That's around the Twin Cities. Yep. Seven inches at a town called Richfield. Well, I know that our buddy Bob Bosold up in Eau Claire this morning, uh, he put a picture out. He said he was raking leaves on Saturday in a T-shirt, and now it's it's thick snow by Eau Claire and uh, causing some driving issues. So if anybody honestly still is moving around out there, uh, like our truck drivers that we depend on so very much, they're going to have to exercise caution the farther north you go, it sounds like. 
Absolutely. And back toward northeast Wisconsin, going to kind of be a, a an active spot of rain today. That's where snow, excuse me, that's where it's snowing now. A little band of snow still over Lake Winnebago, eastern Fond du Lac County. That's going to pull away more of that snow further north. You head up toward Wapaka County, Shawano County, Brown County, that area. They're seeing the snow this morning all the way up into the uh, the UP of Michigan. All kinds of things out there. La Crosse, you have a flood warning. Last on into Tuesday, La Crosse and Boston with a winter weather advisory till 1 this afternoon. And then Oshkosh, Fond du Lac, Beaverdam, Madison, a wind advisory until 7 p.m. tonight. That's my reason for thinking about gloves is that wind, that little moisture we have, and very, very strong west winds today will make it really chilly and it'll cool you off in a big hurry if you get out. So be on the alert for that. Yeah, I know it. We were all out in T-shirts on Saturday, even yesterday morning, still doing a few things outside. Nice, didn't have to dress warm, really got a lot accomplished. Well, now it's all changed. It's going to get and stay colder. Low pressures moving up towards southeast parts of Canada. There'll be a couple of waves dropping through Wisconsin, each of them with a slight chance of a little mixed precipitation. One around Tuesday, one around Wednesday, and then we'll dry it out for the end of the weekend. The temperatures staying quite a bit cooler do start to moderate for the end of the weekend. I'll have that forecast right after this. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success, like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. Wisconsin's number one farm insurer can protect your dairy operation from unexpected declines in revenue from milk sales. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more or talk to your local agent about how dairy revenue protection can fit into your risk management plan. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, 523, go ahead, Stu, let's hear what uh, we better, I mean, are we going to work our way out of this as the week goes on? Yeah, toward the end of the week, it finally starts to turn around. But we start out this morning, of course, talking about a very windy, chilly day and still a little scattered light snow, especially in the east. That light snow could linger over at Boston and La Crosse as well with that winter weather advisory in effect there. But skies will clear, getting more sunny as this day bears on. But upper 30s, maybe a 40. That's the best we'll do. West winds 15 to 30, gusting to 40 and 45 miles per hour. Overnight under clear skies, we drop to the lower 20s. The west winds 5 to 15, gust to 25. Partly sunny, even more clouds Tuesday. Again, a small chance of snow or a bit of rain snow midday into the afternoon. Upper 30s again. The west winds at 5 to 15. Clouds redevelop into the day Wednesday. A slight chance of very light rain or snow Wednesday afternoon. Low 40s, at least at that time. Winds become west at 5. And then we slowly climb, Pam, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And there actually should be a little sunshine for the end of the week. Oh, I could use that. All right, my man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. You bet. Take care. Stu our Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details you don't necessarily want to hear, but that's the way she is on a Monday morning post-Easter.
So uh, around the state this morning, everybody basically in the same boat as far as temperatures are concerned. La Crosse, you're partly cloudy, 30 degrees. Boston, cloudy and 30 degrees. Fond du Lac, you're cloudy and 32. Beaver Dam, cloudy skies, 30 degrees. And then Madison, cloudy skies and 30 degrees at the airport. Coming up after 5.30, hay supplies getting to be a real issue for a lot of livestock owners. We're going to hear a little bit about that. And an uplifting story about how FFA chapters trying to help our Wisconsin dairy industry. That's coming up. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Equity Livestock Cooperative. Marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau is celebrating 100 years as the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at wfbf.com. Welcome to Middleton Farmers Cooperative, powered locally since 1928. Your cooperative, serving the surrounding community with two Cenex convenience stores, Do It Best Hardware Center, Feed Mill offering Vita Plus products, Agronomy Center, and Blue Dolphin Car Washes. Become a member today. No fee memberships. Visit Pleasant View Road, University Avenue, Middleton, or online at middletoncoop.com. Be our neighbor. No membership fee. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative, your cooperative. Stop by the Do It Best Center on Pleasant View Road and check out the best decorative block and pavers around, Unilock. This spring is a great time for that fire pit. Shop the displays and let us help you make the most out of outdoor living right in your yard. Stop in and pick up a free Unilock Dream Catalog. Call today, 608-831-5059. Be our neighbor, no membership fee. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative, your cooperative. Soil needs plants to stay healthy, just like plants need soil to survive. Nature thrives on forming connections. Farmers thrive on forming them, too. With Indigo Marketplace, we're setting out to connect every farmer with every buyer, making it easier to find a market for the things that make your farm unique. Visit indigoag.com questions to find out more. Indigo. From questions, we grow. As our community deals with the current situation, Midwest Family Madison is committed to keeping you informed. Here's a few updates that we've received from local businesses and service providers. The River Food Pantry, located on Darwin Road in Madison, has their COVID-19 emergency food fund providing boxes of groceries to pick up curbside Tuesday through Friday. See distribution hours, sign up to volunteer, and support the River's emergency food fund at riverfoodpantry.org. Swave, in partnership with Dane by Local, has put together a campaign called the Curbside Challenge. Go to SwaveCoupons.com. That's S-W-A-V-E Coupons.com. If you have an update to add, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com. Leave a message and we'll get the word out. The best way to prevent the spread of disease is to avoid being exposed in the first place. Wash your hands with soap and water, often and for at least 20 seconds at a time. Sing while you wash. Twice through happy birthday is about 20 seconds. For more information about coronavirus and how our community is responding, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? 
M-Sculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. M-Sculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. M-Sculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. A trusting family gives its members the support they need to make it through life. You could say the same about Compel Consulting. They're your most trusted provider of computer services, combining personalized service with affordable solutions for business owners right here in Madison. And they respond to their customers' computer problems within 60 minutes or less. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. What happens in the kitchen should stay in the kitchen. There shouldn't be sawdust and raw materials all over the house if that's the only room getting a remodel. Some contractors understand that. And some make sure kitchen remodel stays in the kitchen from beginning to end. That's all good. Edge Construction can do a kitchen remodel in as little as 10 days. Check out their work at edgeconstructioncompany.com. See how amazing work can be done in less time. It's true. Edgeconstructioncompany.com. This came from the University of Wisconsin yesterday. If you are a spring, a senior spring sport athlete, you will not get an extra year of eligibility at Wisconsin. Uh, they're not taking up the NCAA and allowing senior sport athletes that extra year of eligibility due to the COVID-19 shutdown of their early season. And they said, quote, um, so I'm not going to read all of it, but in regard to athletic competition, we will continue to follow the guidance of medical professionals we're in a rapidly changing environment that makes decision-making challenging. We will continue to keep the health and safety of our student-athletes, staff, and fans at the forefront of our decision-making. And they could go on to say, the athletic department has made the decision not to pursue waivers that would extend the eligibility of our senior student-athletes. Student-athletes in their fourth year of eligibility have concluded their careers with us. They would go on to say... Wasn't there like a line, it's time to move on? Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> they said... Uh, well, it says, the student-athletes in their fourth year of eligibility have concluded their careers with us. This group of student-athletes has our full support up to, including, and beyond graduation. They are badges for life, and we are greatly appreciative of the way they've represented our department and the university. Yeah, I mean, I mean what you're, you you're starting to see a lot more people, um, especially within athletic departments, because the NCAA is like, yeah, they have an extra year of eligibility. Good luck figuring out how to figure that out. I don't know. Like, how do you figure that out? Like, it's not magically... The the kids coming in, the incoming freshmen, are taking somebody's scholarship that's leaving. Yeah, because that's how it works. Like you don't magically get, new, get scholarships. new scholarships. That's a scholarship. Like that money doesn't come from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the university or the athletic department can then pay that portion and be like, "Oh, here we got it for a year." Because the NCAA is going to be like, "No, you can't pay your athletes." Well, what are we going to do then? It's you a domino to, effect yeah. because if, if they do come back, then the juniors coming up that were going to be seniors are affected, and then you got the freshmen coming in who get a scholarship. Do they get a scholarship? And then it affects the people in front of them, the sophomores. It affects the juniors. And it's a whole domino effect right. of how in the hell do you figure it out? I guess someone's got to be the bad guy and saying, you know what? 
Yeah. What happened and, in life? Everyone was affected negatively by this. But There's, but right now it's like these people have the opportunity to then go somewhere else. They can they can go be a grad transfer somewhere. Now you like all depending on like your program that you're in and how many credits are going towards whatever something you'd be in a graduate program. It couldn't be at a uh, it'd have to be a program that your school didn't have or something like that uh, along those lines. So they have that opportunity to go somewhere else. Um, and, you know, you, we've I've seen a lot of people like athletes on Twitter posting that, you know, hey, I'm leaving. I won't be doing my final year here. Yeah. I, I'm guessing it's because privately schools are coming out to the athletes and saying – Look, you're not going to be here next year. Well, it's like, what can you do though? How do you? And Nelson yeah. Nelson's under the belief that co- competition breeds competition, and, and that they should be allowed to come back. And the, this will make the juniors better because now they got to compete with the super seniors. Sure, now. but Which I, mean, I understand. But then, how do you? How, it, right now, it's on the school's discretion. And sorry, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. It's yeah. a business. Yeah. Where are you going to come up with the extra money to have an extra? Five, six yeah. people on your roster. This is a ripple effect that affects everyone for years. Yeah, it's like you just got to be like everyone was affected negatively and poorly over this. Yeah, every the whole world right has has everything's been screwed up. There's just got to be sorry, hard reset. I mean, we just saw the Big Twelve as a conference dock all salaries ten percent. Yeah, I mean, and the reality situation is the situation sucks. Yeah, what else are you going to do about it besides? Well, I know it's not ideal. No one wants this, but. What can you do? Sorry, no. Right. No yeah. year. So uh, that's just. I don't. I, I'm not saying I agree I with mean, it. I don't right. agree because I uh, I feel bad for the kids, but it's at least it has come out now. You're giving. It's but you not can like still the grad summer. Transfer. You can still grad transfer. Right. Yep. So I mean that's still available there. Um, you know some of the people, maybe some of the scholarship people are just holding on to a scholarship at this point in their career. Yeah. Um, you hate saying that, but I mean, yeah, just what, it what is, can you, what can it you is do? what it is. What can you do? Right. So, I mean, like, where's the, where's the if, extra if money going to come from? Where's these scholarships yeah, going to come from? Yeah, if you where's... grant that these seniors an extra year. Then you got to grant the next. The juniors lost a year, too. What are you yeah. going to do about that? They get to stay in. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 5.35 now on a Monday morning, coming up before 6 o'clock, trying to answer consumers' questions on what they can do to try to help our Wisconsin dairy farmers, our Wisconsin farmers in general. Adam Brock with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin joins us with a few suggestions and also an update on what they're doing behind the scenes, working with the supply chain to try to get back to a normal pattern for our Wisconsin farmers, our retailers, and our consumers. That's up before 6. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So on this date, April 13th, back in 1997, Tiger Woods became the youngest ever golfer to win the Masters Tournament. He was 21 years old at the time and also the first person of African heritage to win the major golf title. 
and obviously he has become one of the most successful golfers of all times. We're really missing the Masters as far as the sports calendar is concerned, but that happened on this date back in 1997. Also, on this date in 1970, an oxygen tank exploded on Apollo 13. The aircraft was crippled. That's when the phrase, Houston, we've had a problem, suddenly popped into everybody's mind. Fortunately, the crew was able to return to Earth safely. Some people have said this COVID-19 thing is our Apollo 13 on Earth. I don't know. See what you say. And here's one I did not even think about. Today was the last episode of Pat Sajak's late-night TV show on CBS. It ended on this date back in 1990. Honestly, I can't even remember that it was on. So you got me. But there you go, a couple tidbits to share over coffee this morning. Well, as we talk more about what people are doing to try to shore up their support for the rural community, we're getting some really strong stories back from you, and we appreciate that. For example, a lot of our FFAs have mobilized to try to show their support for Wisconsin farmers, and they're doing it in a lot of different ways. River Valley FFA is dropping off gallons of milk to families that are in need. The Slinger FFA, they're selling support dairy yard signs, taking all the proceeds from those support dairy yard signs, donating it to local food banks so they can purchase dairy products. Caitlin Dye is the FFA advisor at Slinger High. She says farmers need a little help now more than ever. It's kind of up to us to kind of repay them because they're going through a really, really tough time right now. The dairy farmers especially, but as well as other industries like the the beef industry, the pork industry, uh, the grain farmers especially, we're all going through a very, very tough time and we're not going to be able to solve every problem that 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 is happening but if we can but if the dairy industry needs us right now and we can stand up and do that this one little thing for them um it it might have that ripple effect to make a larger difference caitlin dye she is the ffa advisor at slinger high school you can hear more about Caitlin and her students and what they're doing for their rural community at MidwestFarmReport.com. And also, please pay attention to the story that we've got up at MidwestFarmReport.com and Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, a Sauk County Rural Mutual Insurance agent that's going the extra mile for his community trying to deliver milk as well. So we're seeing a lot of folks come at this from a lot of different angles, all with the goal of trying to help our Wisconsin farmers and their families. You know, a lot of our farmers, even with snow on the ground out there, are struggling to try to figure out how they're going to stretch their feed until they can get out in those fields and start harvesting first crop. Kevin Scramlin is a hay broker, happens to be the dad of our own Josh Scramlin. He's in southeast Michigan, and he said hay prices just keep going up as hay supplies continue to tighten. It's really hard to get a grip on because different people I talk to, I've heard every answer or opinion, I should say. Anywhere from quite an abundance left uh, with the mild winter. I don't think the consumption was nearly what uh, it normally is. So there's areas that have, uh, you know, they've been scrambling for hay since September, and, and they're still scrambling for hay. So there's hay out there, but uh, it's going to cost you some money, and it's going to cost money to get it moved, obviously. Kevin Scramlin, he is a hay broker in southeast Michigan. Now, I want to remind you, if you are a farmer, a livestock owner that's still searching for hay, or maybe you're somebody that's got hay you want to sell, 
The University of Wisconsin Extension Service has created a website where you can do both. It is the Farmer to Farmer Exchange website, and it's a free service. All you need to do is get online, uh, list what you've got for sale, or start searching around the state for what you need. Farmer to Farmer on the University of Wisconsin Extension website. All you need to do is log on and try to take advantage. It's 540. If we all go in on energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for some big rewards. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Soil needs plants to stay healthy, just like plants need soil to survive. Nature thrives on forming connections. Farmers thrive on forming them too. With Indigo Marketplace, we're setting out to connect every farmer with every buyer, making it easier to find a market for the things that make your farm unique. Visit indigoag.com questions to find out more. Indigo. From questions, we grow. Some of you, no doubt, waking up with snow on the ground. Nobody is going to see much in the way of sunshine today. 39 are expected high, 39 tomorrow, 41 on Wednesday, 45 on Thursday. Well, it was a three-day weekend for traders down in Chicago and Wall Street. Let's find out what the market's talking about this morning. Mark Opholds got our bottom line. Well, as we start the new week, I got the feeling from family and friends that this was a very special Easter, and I hope it was for you. As we begin this week, I have a sister in central Nebraska who's thankful that her power stayed on through a spring blizzard that blew through the western and northern belt yesterday. Rain heavy at times, Oklahoma, Texas into Arkansas, southern Missouri, and then into the lower Tennessee, Ohio Valley. It all points to delayed field work most of this week across a wide area technical support under this grain trade, especially for corn. We have said several weeks on this report, December corn would be supported near the 350 level, November soybeans near 850, 855, and we'll watch that here to start today. That's how we start this post-Easter on Easter Monday. I'm Mark Oppold, wishing you a profitable day. Thank you, Mark. Well, as far as the markets are concerned, it's going to be a challenging week for livestock. Yesterday, Smithfield Foods announced that they were closing their pork processing facility in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That is one of the biggest pork processing facilities in the United States. It employs 3,700 people, provides about 130 million servings of food every week, and more than 550 independent family farms supply that plant with pork. That is going to be a major issue. I've uh, been in contact also with Kurt Larson from the Equity Livestock Sales Barns. Uh, They are going to be making some adjustments in their equity sales calendars to try to accommodate the markets that are open and those that are idling down. Producers are being asked to go to equitycoop.com and review the sale times for your markets. Right now, he said, it's going to be a tough week. Uh, Sounds like JBS and Tyson 
are both having issues relative to COVID-19. The good news is right now it doesn't look like that's impacting the Green Bay processing facilities. So it's an evolving story, one that you're going to want to be in contact with your market manager as you find the time. In overnight electronic trade this morning, we've got December corn down a half at 350 and a quarter. November beans up a penny and three quarters at 877 and a half. July wheat, that's up five and a half. In overnight trade, 563 a bushel. In our backyard this morning, La Crosse has the new crop corn at uh, 306. New crop beans in La Crosse, 842. In Mosta, new crop corn, 305. New crop beans, 781. Uh, Sauk City and Beaver Dam, new crop corn, 311, new crop beans at 796. Cottage Grove, new crop corn at 315, new crop beans, 801, and the new wheat, 502. Jefferson, new crop corn this morning at 315. The beans are at 801, and new crop wheat at 512 a bushel. So there you have it. Just a quick update on the markets. Coming up next, talking with Adam Brock from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin on what consumers can do to try to help out our Wisconsin dairy industry. Stand by. He's our guest this is the farm report with pam yonke as our community deals with the current situation midwest family madison is committed to keeping you informed here's a few updates that we've received from local businesses and service providers Benjamin Plumbing is open and wants to assure you they're taking every possible precaution to protect their customers and employees. Please feel free to contact them with questions at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Middleton Sport Bowl is open for carryout Wednesday through Sunday. You can order from their website at SportBowl.com, making homemade meals for the past 20 years. Health Journey Chiropractic wants to keep you out of the ER and urgent care. Working from home with poor ergonomics, they're here for you. Call 274-7090, HealthJourneyChiro.com. If you have an update to add, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com, leave a message, and we'll get the word out. The best way to prevent the spread of disease is to avoid being exposed in the first place. If you have to sneeze or cough, do it into your elbow and make it less likely for your germs to be transferred to others. For more information about coronavirus and how our community is responding, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com. Dependable, hardworking, an essential part of our everyday life. Farmers, we appreciate you now more than ever before. And you deserve an off-road vehicle that's built extra tough to take you way beyond the daily grind. In fact, you deserve the Can-Am Defender. The Can-Am Defender is the most capable side-by-side yet. And farmers can receive a rebate of up to $1,500 on all new 2020 Defender models at Mad City Power Sports. Stop in for a no-contact test drive or visit madcitypowersports.com. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. Johnson Tractor is open to serve you through planting season and beyond. They're still open for parts, service, sales business, and a modified way. Stop out to Johnson Tractor and take a look at the large outdoor inventory available from Kubota to Case IH and more. Johnson Tractor, Janesville, Judah. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. No doubt a lot of attention has been paid, and rightly so, to our Wisconsin dairy industry. What is happening 
to try to connect consumers with our fantastic Wisconsin dairy products. It's a it's a complicated conversation, but we're having it today, courtesy of our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Remember, online, wisconsindairy.org, wisconsincheese.com, America's Dairyland on Facebook. Adam Brock is joining us now. He's the Director of Food Safety, Quality, and Regulatory Compliance for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, and he has been one busy devil. Adam, tell him what you've been doing on behalf of Wisconsin Dairy Farmers. So what we've been doing uh, over the last couple weeks is we've had a couple different initiatives. We've been partnering with our industry partners, different organizations, to try and get some of the retail limits. You know, we hear a lot about retail limits. We'll dive into that later, but we've been working with partners to get some of those limits lifted. Um, there are some researchers researchers looking at how we can extend the shelf life of products. And there's been some partnerships with food banks, food pantries, and other nonprofits to see how we can keep that milk flowing into these different avenues with the loss of food service and markets. You know, it's a complicated situation, though, as we have all learned since uh, COVID-19. Explain some of the bottlenecks that you saw, like, right away. So I think the first thing we all saw was some initial panic buying. Nobody knew anything about it, so they went out, they bought up stock, which cleared store shelves. So that was the first thing we saw. Right around the same time, schools were, you know, told that you're not going to school anymore. That's another issue. That tells me that the school market for fluid milk is down. And that's not just milk. That's cheese and other ingredients. And then at the same time, I mean, probably within a day or two, if not, uh, you know, a week or less, food service, restaurants were down. So you've got these three giant venues that account for roughly 50% of the both fluid and dairy markets. They are shut down. Now you've got all these pinch points. So with the panic buying that occurred, Retail stores generally have deliveries two to three times a week. But you got to remember, during this time period, we have the same amount of truck drivers, right? And they're getting asked to do more loads for everybody. We're talking about going from the processor to the store. So they're getting calls saying, can you pick up this load? Can you pick up this load? And this is in addition to their workload. Not only that, they're driving and the restaurants are closed, so they can't stop and get something to eat. Or they can, but it's kind of a hassle. They've got less opportunities for bathroom breaks and everything else. So they're strained, and now their services are down. So we've got trucking issues, which ultimately, if the store can't refill fast enough, remember we had panic buying, so they're already low. The just So their thought was, Let's put some limits on retail because 95% of consumers will have milk on their shopping list. I know I have it on my list. And if you can't get it somewhere, it's extremely frustrating. So their thought was, well, let's, you know, put some limits out there so that everybody gets some milk, which created some giant fiascos um, because everybody wants milk and, you know, dairy products. So a couple, we've been working with some of our partners to get those uh, limits lifted. And I know there are uh, two organ or two individuals, festival and quick trip companies that have said, yes, we, we agree with that. We'll eliminate re, re, uh, purchase restrictions. And the department of ag also has worked on that too. So 
We are working with our partners to get retail retail uh, limits lifted. You know, so we've got trucking, and then we've got processing capacity. So I think we've talked about this in the past, and I've heard a couple couple people explain this very well. But when you have a cheese plant, the cheese plant doesn't necessarily make gallon milk or dried milk products. Even if they do, it may not be that they have the right packaging. And if you look at something like yogurt, it's generally not just um, milk and culture and enzymes. Sometimes there's sugar, sometimes there's packaging, sometimes there's flavors. All these commodities are pulling from that same group of truckers for the food industry. They're all dealing with retail establishments asking for more product. And they're saying, gosh, we're running our lines 24-7, keeping our capacities up. But then ultimately, you know, how many people are at home now uh, taking care of a family? So you've got some workforce issues where they've had to adjust their life. So their workforce is stressed, which slows uh, down the production lines a little bit. So all this is kind of coming together. And then people will say, you know, well, can't we just dry more milk or make dry products, which is brilliant. Everybody who says that is right. That's one way to help the problem and alleviate the issue. But there's two issues with that. One is you go back to capabilities. A plant that does something like whey cannot necessarily do uh, a milk powder and non-fat dry milk. Some of the equipment is different. They have to purchase new pieces of equipment to solve for that issue, so it takes time. So they can't just flip from one product line to the next. And then storage capacity, at some point, you do start to see build up. And with all the cheese and uh, dry products sitting in warehouses, you start to kind of bust out the warehouse and there's nowhere to go. Um, so there's just a couple bottlenecks there that have all come together. And we've noticed through some of the market research and actually hearing from a number of uh, processors and third-party logistics groups that it's starting to even out now. But really what put us in that hold right off the bat was stock up at the beginning and then loss of food service and school markets, and everybody had to adapt. So yeah. it's it's been an issue, but we everybody's working through it, and we're finding ways to we're working to find problems or solve problems through us and through our through our partners. Very good, excellent information from Adam Brock, Director of Food Safety, Quality, and Regulatory Compliance for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. These are your dairy checkoff dollars at work, and they are working just about twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. We've been all of us uh, have been kind of laughing about. You think you're not going to work as much from home, but when you're a guy like Adam Brock that's so connected in the food industry, you're putting in way more hours than you would have uh, if it was a normal, shall we say, office day. And don't don't uh, think that Adam does and do a lot of work when it's a normal schedule, but right now we're in overtime every day. WisconsinCheese.com.